welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ethan. Ethan, so I wanted to ask you to start off the show. Who is your favorite non-main character of a TV show? Well, favorite is a, is a tough question, but one that I, I really like is uh, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. I love that guy. <laughs> uh Gilmore Girls is one of my my favorite shows, at least the first few seasons. I just I love the writing in it so much. It just has such a personality. And mm-hmm. Kirk is uh, like a handyman kind of guy. And he just shows up like in the first few episodes just as like a nameless uh, extra. And I guess they started to like uh, working with that actor a lot because they just gave him more and more to do. And he became like this real weirdo in town. And he's played by Sean Gunn, who uh, you might know as Craglin from Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm-hmm. I just, I like that guy a lot. Uh, every time he showed up, even before he became a regular character in that show, I was like, hey, he's back. <laughs> it was good. I like Kirk a lot. He's probably my favorite. Whenever I try to think of a, a good supporting character, that is definitely one of them. How about you? So I guess mine is a little bit more main character ish i i would say just like not main character of the show but still like main cast so in quick succession i love 13 from house also wilson from house amazing favorite character wilson is Um, my boy (laughs) god who else and then i also really love chibs from sons of anarchy and oliver from how to get away with murder fantastic love those characters even though again most of them are kind of like main cast but they're just so so great love those characters so much i still need to watch sense of anarchy i've been threatening to watch it because you (laughs) like it for as long as we've known each other but like it just looks so violent and dark (laughs) i'm like i need to be in the mood for this i need to be ready to see people get shot in the face or whatever happens on that show (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely um it's definitely a lot. I think that I had like rose-colored glasses on when I watched it the first time. I still really love it. I think it's a great show. I think Kurt Sutter who created the show is really talented and really smart. But I can going back and watching some episodes, I'm like, I can't believe I watched this. <laughs> I can't believe I I loved this as much as I did. It like, I was like 15? damn. Yeah, I was watching it at like 15, 16. And it was like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I told you that my cousin like met Kurt Sutter, the creator of Sons of Anarchy, at a bar once, right? Oh, that's amazing. I think locally. He was like South Jersey. And he just like, oh, that's the guy who creates Sons of Anarchy. Because somehow like that, he just knew that. Yes, he's got a very distinct look. And he just had like a drink with him once. That's so cool. Oh my god, no, you never told me that. That's awesome. <laughs> Kurt Sutter is also from New Jersey, so... I don't think they, like, interacted, but they they sat together. I know that, at least. Who knows if he's telling the truth? It could be one of those things that people make up, which I don't think he would. Uh, my cousin met Kurt Sutter at a bar once, and, like, that's pretty <laughs> neat. That's awesome. I love that. But yeah, so those are my characters. I think you have a really fun character, too. That, that's awesome. <laughs> so let's go from talking about things we greatly enjoy to talking about something that neither of us enjoyed at all. This is the first <laughs> episode that we've watched that I don't think either of us 
even remotely liked. What did what do you think of this one? I think I said this to you before we started recording, but this is for me, this is gonna be like a kind of a rant review. <laughs> I was like was just so yuck about this episode and didn't like it like really at all. I mean it was like redeemable a little bit, but it was I don't know. I I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one that I've seen where it was straight up like a bad episode. Um, but I guess first we should talk a little bit about what this episode is actually about. Uh, so do you want to give a quick summary of the actual plot of this episode before we get into it? Yes. So this episode is called Edwina. And we meet the episode's titular character who is a nurse who is prone to these like clumsy, crazy accidents. And when the 4077's nurses devise this plot to get one of the guys to go on a date with her, Hawkeye draws the short straw, like literally draws the short straw and has to go on a date with this really clumsy, crazy nurse. This episode was bad. We open up this episode with like this really, it was funny because it was this really like somber, like kind of mysterious almost music and everyone's standing around looking really somber and we're like what the heck is going on and then it turns out to be a birthday party for this girl this nurse edwina eddie um and it's i, I thought that was that really was, funny i'll admit was was very cute but it, it quickly uh lost steam almost immediately after that because she comes in and she like blows out the candles on her birthday cake and like okay, wait, I'm sorry, can I just cut okay. you off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the like, I don't know about you, but after two years of COVID, the blowing out the birthday candles on the cake, <laughs> hard enough to, like, splatter frosting on two people was so disgusting to me. I was like, think <laughs> of the germs that she just spread everywhere. Where is her mask? I can't take it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, no, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, <laughs> okay, just me? Okay. <laughs> no, that that did not cross my mind watching this old TV show. No, I just thought the joke was kind of weird how she, she blew hard enough to spray frosting everywhere. <laughs> like, how do you even do that? Like, how? how? Like, how do you have that much force behind, like, blowing out a birthday candle? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> But yeah, that's how, that was the first that we get this idea that she's kind of like, okay, that that's that's a little bit weird, but you kind of bl- like brush it off a little bit, I guess. So right after that, they start singing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow and she gets really upset and starts to cry and she like runs out. And then we see um, Margie Cutler, who is, I guess, kind of like Hawkeye's girlfriend in this. It's kind of established. And she like runs out after her. And asks her, "Oh, what's wrong?" And she, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a fella." And it's like, I thought that was really cute. She was like, "I don't, I don't have anybody. I'm not, I don't have anyone." <laughs> she was like, "I'm not jolly, and I'm not a fellow, and I'm yeah. 28 years old, and I've never had a man care for me." Like she <laughs> kind of stuttered and said, "Care for me." This beginning part, as much as I was, like, weirded out by the the candle bit, is (laughs) fine. Like, they could have gone in many different directions with this. Because, you know, you feel for her. You know, everybody gets lonely. Mm -hmm. Then they take it in a strange direction that I just don't think worked with with this cast. Like, I'm not even against this, like, premise as a premise but like it, it just didn't work I for am, me in this and we'll setting. get into that yeah it didn't work for me and i am like 
kind of against this whole thing, but we'll get into it. But what I wanted to note before we kind of get into the whole plot of this episode is that Eddie goes into her backstory of why she joined the army. And it was because her fiance back home got drafted and then stopped writing to her. And so she's like, screw him. I'm going to join the army and find myself a guy. And I thought that that was such like a power move that she was like, I'm going to get laid in the army. I thought that was insane. I thought like, <laughs> <laughs> like who on in their right mind would do that? Because it's <laughs> like you're going, she didn't want to go to uh, Korea to, to help out the, the fight. She was like, I want to go to Korea to find a man. <laughs> but I was just like, if you wanted to find a man, you don't have to join the army for it. You can just like go go to a store or a bar. Like, I don't know what people do to find men uh, in the 50s. But like, there's got to be an easier way. I thought that that was such like a funny... Like I said, I noted it down on my notes that it was like such a power move. She was like, well, this asshole joined the war, so I'm joining the war too. And he'll, I'll show him. Like she really joined a whole ass war to like Find say a F you to her boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. I thought it was, re- I thought it was really funny. <laughs> but you're, you are correct that it's like, there are it's easier insane. ways to join, to like find a guy and not join the army (laughs) where you could die or get hurt or be separated from your loved ones and family like there are many ways to find men (laughs) and not only that but it's a little bit later in the episode she gives hawkeye like the wrong instrument so she's not even like really that good of a nurse this whole episode is just falling apart as we talk about it (laughs) and like this is just a personal thing but her her boyfriend who like left her uh, for the army is like named Seymour or something mm-hmm. and Cutler's like oh he's very handsome because she shows him a picture of him whenever I hear the name Seymour I think of two things I think of Rick Moranis from <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors or Seymour Skinner from The Simpsons so like as far as I'm concerned anyone named Seymour and I'm sorry to any Seymour out there is not <laughs> a handsome man so it's just like weird. It was just a weird setup to me. I thought that I was the only one when she said his name is Seymour. I thought I was the only one that was thinking of Rick Moranis in Little Shop of Horrors, and apparently I'm not. So I was so glad we that we had the this same discussion. Brain, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> to get more into what this episode actually is, so after Cutler talks to Eddie, she realizes that. You know, she wants to be with somebody. She wants to, like, kind of go on a date, have, like, someone care about her. And, of course, the guys in the camp are established as these, like, doggish men who are just so sex-obsessed. So she talks to Hawkeye, which I, I didn't really care for this scene, but she's talking to Hawkeye and... He's like trying to get in her pants and she's like, listen, I'm upset about this thing. I'm worried about my friend. And he's just like, don't be worried. Just have sex with me. And it's like played okay. Like focused on your mind. You should focus on your body is what he said. I hated that. I hated that line. It was so gross. I love love Hawkeye. I love Alan Alda portraying Hawkeye. But I don't like, I don't like it. Yeah, wasn't the best. But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really like that egregious no it was it wasn't like horrible yeah it's just like you know i don't like seeing people 
who uh, aren't on the same page with each other. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Just uh, respect each other's boundaries is what I always (laughs) say. Yeah. So that situation is Cutler trying to say to Hawkeye, listen, one of you guys has to take her out on a date. Like basically like pity date her, which I know that Cutler was trying to be a good friend, but it felt very like sad. It was kind of this me. It's just sad. like this is why it like really yes. didn't work for me because it wasn't like funny or absurd. It was just like it felt very sad to this girl who yeah. like she's clumsy, but Hawkeye remarks something like her face that sends people away or whatever. It's like this girl oh. looks fine. She's cute. She's like a little redhead, and yeah. like everybody's acting like she's the most unattractive woman in the world. Even her friends who are like, you have to date her. It was so, it felt sad to me. Yeah, this episode it was, literally, was sad. It was literally so mean. I noted in my notes so many times when I was watching this episode, I was like, this is literally just mean. <laughs> and then after the scene with Cutler and Hawkeye in the swamp, then we get Radar, who was peeking in the women's tent, like the shower or whatever. And I was like, okay, Radar, stop being weird. Like, <laughs> stop it. Well, but he hears, radar. yeah, really, he hears that the women of the camp, like the nurses, are going to freeze out the men. They're not going to have sex with them until one of them agrees to take Eddie out on a date. And I have a lot of problems with this whole thing. But what did you think about this? Okay. So I feel like whenever we talk about these kind of storylines and like, oh, that doesn't hold up. We can come across as like a little prudish or a little like, I don't know how to describe it. But like, I don't mind this as a premise in a different situation, in a different show. Like you and I are both fans of uh, the show on Netflix, Sex Education. And, like, that show's, like, raunchy and, like, has a lot of, like, this kind of thing can happen in that show. But, like, that just handles it better. And it's, like, a little more sweet and a little more, like, introspective about it. Where, like, you learn things about the characters while they're doing these, uh, really kind of absurd kind of sex craze things. Or even, uh, more absurdly, I, I like the show Blue Mountain State, which is, like, literally just about, like, football players in college having sex with girls like but it's like absurd and funny this premise would happen in that show but like it was funny and weird and they went to weird places with it this one just felt like they were all too old to be doing it it just didn't feel good it felt sad okay so i kind of disagree that sex education would do this type of storyline i think that maybe they would do a storyline along the lines of like Someone needs to, like, pity date someone, I think. But here's my problem with this. This is, like, to me, kind of, like, super sexist. Um, because it, it was, like, it was. I'm not even going to argue with you yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, It reinforces this idea that, first of all, that women only have sex to offer in a relationship. Like, Hawkeye and Cutler are more or less, like, boyfriend-girlfriend, I guess. And he's just, like, do- doesn't want anything to do with her if he's not having sex with her. That men go, like, stark raving mad if they don't have sex for three days, which just isn't true. Like, I, I, you know, we understand that men have needs just as much as, like, women have needs, whatever. But you're not going to die without sex. And also, I, what really bothered me about this storyline was the idea that women weaponize sex to get what they want. 
and i i just hated this whole like outdated notion of sex and gender and relationships like it just really didn't work for me again like it's not gonna make me stop watching this show like i know what i knew what this was gonna be going into this episode i just didn't like to see it i just really didn't did just didn't care for it it was it was very like this was written by men 70s gender politics stuff like where it's just completely yeah, absolutely not in line with uh anything that we would view today like it is a, a guys versus girls story and like that that can work and be like funny today but those quickly lose any kind of relevance or bite when the the culture changes i'm not saying this episode was ever a masterpiece but it probably played better when it was in the 70s and like people yeah. kind of viewed things more in line with this but also with the guys going like crazy over not being able to to sleep with women over like two days they don't even establish how long it's been yeah <laughs> which is crazy the whole time i was like they're lucky that they're in a uh co-ed camp because like in the military a lot of the time you're just with other guys so you have to deal with that if uh <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to you know <laughs> yeah you're not gonna be able to have sex with women if that's your preference like it's gonna be okay sorry <laughs> like it's it's just not available to you I do want to note, though, that this, again, this episode aired in, what, like, 1971, Like, 72 or 73? Yeah, so this was, uh, you know, this was right at the cusp of really, like, women's roles and women's, you know, feminism kind of changing to see women as more, you know, human instead of sex objects. And obviously the show did just hadn't caught up with that yet, like, the writing of the show. Even though uh, we always laud this show as being kind of progressive for its time, it just like hadn't caught up with like the women part of it yet. But it'll get there, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see it eventually. Just not yet. Can't wait for Alan Alda to become the the feminist king that we know him as today. <laughs> I I do note Alan Alda as a feminist king. But one last thing on the this kind of like sexist aspect of this when the guys kind of start feeling it that the women are freezing them out <laughs> trapper says to henry he's like what did he say he was like command the girls to cut this out i was like wow i hate trapper in this episode so much i was like that's so gross i was like okay, okay. so one bit that i loved well not i one bit that i thought was very funny with uh henry is at one point he's in the tent with uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, or they're in his tent, something like that. And he's wearing a bathrobe, and he puts his leg up, and it's like a lot of leg. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's a lot of leg, Henry. And then two seconds later, Hawkeye is distracted looking at his leg. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. At least I'm, <laughs> Hawkeye is on board with me. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny that they were like, Henry, that's a lot of leg you're showing. <laughs> I loved that. Oh, I and I know that we also liked there was this whole scene, um, this kind of montage where you have the nurses kind of just rejecting all the guys for this like plot to, you know, get Eddie on a date with one of them. And Radar gave one of the nurses like a slide for a microscope and it said, see you later. And I actually kind of thought that was really cute. I mean, of course, she rejected him, but I thought that was adorable. <laughs> That was because uh, she also gives him a slide that says get lost because apparently <laughs> yeah. she just had that on hand. 
But uh, that that scene was like, wait a minute, hang on. Radar is also dating a woman? Like, what does that happen? <laughs> to me, that was like Radar trying to date a woman, not that she know, was man. actually going to date him. <laughs> I don't think you can give somebody a microscope slide without having a pre-established <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that. I thought that scene was really cute. I liked that a lot. So then we kind of go into the men more or less like agreeing okay like one of us has to take one for the team and go out on a date with this nurse she's all that her yeah so they literally get all the men in the camp or what's supposed to be all the guys in the camp into the swamp and they draw straws and whoever gets the short straw has to date eddie like go on a date with her and be nice to her and flirt with her and stuff and like i get the whole thing of like no one wants to date her because she's so clumsy and will hurt somebody but i mean like come on (laughs) really nobody thinks she's cute she's a little redhead like come on and i i did i did want to note too that (laughs) i said is frank burns right about this because frank was not having it he really didn't want to do it but they kind of like goad him into participating or threaten him Um, right and and like margaret was right there And I'm like, wait, if this went through and, like, he had to date Eddie, what would that, how would that affect him and (laughs) Margaret? I was legitimately like, what about their relationship? Even though I don't like their relationship. (laughs) I was honestly wondering, I was like, does that mean that Margaret is also kind of freezing Frank out from sex, too? Like, is she, is she not? Yeah, I was, because then we get a scene later on. I don't think she would. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I don't know if Margaret was participating in this or if they just, like, kind of forced Frank to do it. But honestly, who wants to go on a date with Frank Burns? That's just gross. I feel so bad. Every every time we uh, we rag on Frank, particularly, (laughs) I always want to clarify that we're not calling larry lindville like ugly or unattractive or anything (laughs) it's the character and i know he's like 78 or whatever now also yeah he's passed away at this point so oh is he okay yeah but uh, still i feel bad whatever like it was gross uh i just want to always clarify that we're talking explicitly about the character not the actors and that goes for everyone on the show yeah of course (laughs) so yeah so then hawkeye kind of gets the short end of the straw um Literally. so then we see hawkeye kind of flirting with eddie and whatnot so i wanted to ask what you thought about that whole thing i didn't think that that was like too bad i kind of thought that was cute but what did you think about it i did not enjoy it at all uh because she didn't understand what was happening and again it felt sad mm-hmm. she wasn't even aware that it was something that he was put up to yeah uh, and like that, oh, like in she's all that. Even though I haven't really seen that movie, I've seen the movie like once on TV. But there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, you were just doing this as a prank or whatever. And whenever that happens, you're like just waiting for that to happen because it's just a sad moment. They don't have chemistry. It's yeah. not like suddenly they're getting along, and he genuinely likes her as a person. He's literally just sitting near her. And being like, so what are you doing t- tonight? Like very, uh, very like non-committally as well. It would work better if like this whole episode would work better if they developed legitimate chemistry with each other, yeah. or Hawkeye learned something. Like if she said, "I'm okay, I can do this on my own, like in my own time," but that never really happens, as far as I remember. Uh, it was just kind of sad. 
Yeah, I I agree with that. I thought that it was just kind of sweet to see Hawkeye like trying, but also you're you're absolutely right where it's like But he wasn't even trying because he wanted to help yeah. her. He was trying to because he wanted to sleep with Cutler again. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Like that that is very true. Yeah, I I thought that I, when I was watching the episode too, it's funny that you note that like if if it had been something like any other character, even even Hawkeye, if it had been along the lines of like they actually genuinely liked each other at the end and he like connected with her or whoever connected with her and saw that she was just more of a person and whatnot, it would have been so much nicer, but it kind of just wasn't didn't happen <laughs> you know what would make this episode work a lot better if it was radar who who pulled the yeah. the short end i know that she's supposed to be like 28 and he's supposed to be 19 even though uh gary Berghoff is very much not mm -hmm. uh but it, it would work because they're both like very inexperienced uh and like they would they would develop sampling together but because hawkeye is the main character of the show. He, mm -hmm. he has to be the one to draw it. Yeah, it, it just didn't work with Hawkeye doing it. Uh, it would have been much sweeter if it was somebody like Radar. That would have kind of saved the episode, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it This just, it didn't work for me. <laughs> it was just not the best. And I mean, at this point in the show, we're still in season one. So, of course, you know, we're going to have the main character be driving the plot. It doesn't really get into the side characters as much in the early seasons. But yeah, I feel like if this had happened like later on in the show, it would have been a side character um, because they were, I feel, better at exploring the side characters just in general. But I wanted to just also say that Hawkeye and Eddie kind of go on this date in the swamp. And she is like super, again, she's just super clumsy. It's like, it's also, it also kind of like doesn't work. It's like, okay, so she's clumsy. You know what I mean? And so we yeah, get these. Girl fall down. Yeah. So we get these scenes where she's basically being so clumsy that she's hurting Hawkeye. And <laughs> so I noted down this girl, the actress who is playing Eddie is like five two and she looks to be like a hundred pounds and it's like hawkeye you're overreacting like that definitely didn't hurt you as much as you're making it seem like calm that's down true. my guy that's true i did i just kind of went with it like with the reality yeah, of, of it but yeah she's she's tiny like, yeah. <laughs> like calm down dude when they're going to the swamp people are acting as if hawkeye is gonna die and it's just like, yes, okay, I get it. Like, you know, she's clumsy and she could hurt you and stuff like that. But you're not going to die by going on a date with this girl. Like, calm down, <laughs> please, people. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> this whole, this whole, whole thing, thing yeah. was just like very slapstick. Nothing wrong with slapstick. But again, it didn't have anything to connect to. Like, it wasn't sweet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like overly exaggerated where it was like absurd uh, in like a funny way. It was just kind of like, all right, come on, guys, I get it. I get it. I understand what's going on. I feel like they tried to save it a little bit where at the end they said, like Hawkeye says to Eddie, you don't have to hurt somebody else so that you don't get hurt first. Kind of implying that she is hurting, like she's so clumsy and hurting people because she got dumped by her fiance. 
I don't know. It just like it didn't really work. Because that's I, I, how I don't clumsiness know. works. Yeah, I was like, was she just never clumsy before she got dumped? I don't really understand. I've been clumsy my whole life. Like, you know, dumped or not, I've just <laughs> I'm gonna be clumsy. Uh, yeah, that's true. As a as a disabled person, I I guess uh I just need to not be dumped anymore to <laughs> overcome that. <laughs> Oh my god, it's just, yeah, it was, it didn't work, and then the episode's kind of over. <laughs> Granted, we watched this yesterday because of, like, a scheduling conflict, so I don't really remember how it ends, but I don't remember there being any, like, real resolution to anything. It was just like, alright, we're done, and there wasn't even, like, a lesson learned again, no. like, <laughs> Hawkeye doesn't learn anything from this. Yeah, and even even she says, when they're in the swamp, she's like, you know, you try, I'll tell everybody that it was, you know, you were wonderful and we had a great day because she she kind of like gets what's going on. She even says, she's like, I hear people talking, like, I know what you're right. doing. And I thought that that was sad, too. That was so upsetting. It never not felt sad. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it was MASH, so it wasn't, I still like enjoy the show. I enjoy the characters and stuff. So I, not that I liked this episode, but I was like, okay, well, this just wasn't a great episode. If it was, if this was my first introduction to a show, I'd be like, what the hell is this kind of show? Get this off my screen. Like, I just wouldn't like it. I texted you yesterday that it was, it was frat boy nonsense. Like this yes. felt just very, if this happened in the movie Animal House for like <laughs> a scene, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I I get it. Yeah. But, like, that's just, like, a bit in a movie. It isn't the whole episode. Again, it was just sad. It was a sad episode. I felt yeah. bad for Edwina. I like that her name's Edwina. I know, that's cute, right? I think the nickname Eddie is adorable. I love girls named Ed and Eddie, uh, <laughs> like, in Racing Arizona and Cowboy Bebop. Love those yeah. guys. Yeah, and, like, that just goes along the lines of, like, she was adorable. Someone was definitely going to date her, and her being clumsy was not going to stop someone from dating her. But whatever. Okay, it's a sitcom. I get it. <laughs> but, it yeah, so... It was a real not-like-other-girls things where it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm clumsy. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Nobody likes me. But, so they make reference that edwina is leaving mash like she's going home and then at the end we see her leaving and i don't know if it was supposed to be reference that hawkeye she and hawkeye kind of had a romance for the two weeks that she was in camp or not i don't know like that just didn't translate to me maybe they were supposed to like have been hooking up during those two weeks maybe they weren't i don't know but then yeah at the end she just kind of leaves and she's like thanks hawkeye and i said thank you for what but whatever i guess and thank you yeah, for going then... on a pity day with me yeah. i really appreciated <laughs> I, that I, yeah i don't know but yeah and then cutler like beats up hawkeye and then end credits they don't even remember the beats up hawkeye bit like i as far as my memory is concerned of this episode it ended at their date when it was just like <laughs> all right well bye I said in my, because uh, Cutler kind of has an attitude, and I I said that it plays so well because Marcia Strassman is from New Jersey, and Jersey girls have attitudes. So <laughs> you need to uh, keep a tally of how many people in the show are from New Jersey. Oh my god, yes, please. <laughs> my entire personality is like being from New Jersey. I feel <laughs> so. So I do have a bit of trivia about Arlene Galanka, who is the actress who plays Eddie. So she had this like crazy prolific career, but 
she was i think that she's like the definition of a character actress in tv shows because she was on things like the mary tyler moore show all in the family andy griffith murder she wrote taxi and that's just to name a few and she was only in things for like one or two episodes but i thought that that was really cool and she had this crazy prolific movie career too where she played supporting roles in over 30 films so she had a bunch of tv and a bunch of movies and i thought that that was really awesome and unfortunately this past year she passed away on may 31st from complications of alzheimer's disease at the age of 85 it seemed like she lived a long life and had a very very good career yeah that's interesting she had a like a lucille ball kind of vibe i don't know if that's just the short red hair or that she was so slapstick but uh i can definitely see this actress being uh more of a somebody than a lot of the other like short guest stars in the show. I'm not surprised that she has a big career outside of this. She was cute. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we before we wrap it up? Just that this is the first one that I've watched for this show where I fully was like, no, this is bad. And not even that I don't like it. I just don't think that they took this idea and like handled it in a very funny way. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of awkward and sad. Yeah, I think that um, this is kind of, for me, this is definitely a throwaway episode. When I saw the title, uh, I thought this was an episode that actually happened later, and I was kind of excited for it. But then I remembered what it was, and I was like, ugh, ugh, this isn't great. I think that as the show goes, this is one of the weaker episodes. Um, of course, you're going to have weak episodes in there <laughs> in like a 200 thousand episode show yeah it's just hopefully next one's a little bit better yeah hopefully uh i feel like whenever we come across a bad one or like at least a lesser one the next one's usually like much better we'll uh, we'll see if that trend continues yeah i'm excited to watch the next one all right and with that we just like to give thanks to jacob for for being our technical consultant melissa my sister for cover art and of course our listeners thank you so much Our music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always. And until next time, be wary of broken glass if you're only wearing slippers. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everybody.